we do have these places where we're sort of indoctrinated into the real world and academic world and children as they grow up often lose their connection to that magical mystical space and i think that happened to me and then i spent a lot of my adult life trying to find that connection again trying to like reconnect and remember the things that i already knew when i was born The world is changing and that is amazing, albeit a bit unsettling sometimes. You see, the third dimension is grasping desperately to hold our collective consciousness in its grip. But one by one, we are shifting into the fifth dimensional reality. We are shedding the old concepts of fear, greed, power over, and control as they give way to understanding, love, compassion, and community. I'm your host, Laura Christine, intuitive healer and channel. I've created this show to help you manifest your lighter, brighter future by following the urgings of your boundless soul. Trust me, it knows where to go. Hit subscribe to stay aligned. Now relax and enjoy the show. Yeah, there you go. I just wanted to scooch up. Shara, I'm so thrilled that you are here on The Boundless Soul with me. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Press record. I did. (laughs) Oh my God, I love that. Start again. I don't want to start again. Okay, here we are. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I've been looking forward to it for a while. So have I. Gosh, we have tried for a while, haven't we? This is the perfect timing, though, just like all is. Always. Divine timing. Yeah. First question. Shara, what makes you feel boundless? What makes me feel boundless? Dancing. Whether it's dancing with the tribal drums at a fire, or dancing to P-Funk in my living room, or dancing with paint on a canvas. It's all about that dance. The authentic movement, the authentic communication and the interaction with nature. It's like nature is another big thing that makes me feel boundless. Being on a mountain cliff or staring out at the endless sea, at the ocean's edge, those things that make you realize that we're just such a tiny, tiny little speck of everything that is. Yep. (laughs) And yet we're all of it at the same time. And it's funny because it really sets your mind at ease to realize how small you are. Right. It's like that (laughs) huge problem doesn't seem so big. It's just a little thing. Yeah. Nature takes care of itself. Right. And I'm part of nature. So I'll be taken care of. I it'll just be fine. (laughs) You are an artist. And I'd love to talk to you about how you came into art. Were you basically a born artist and you never really looked in any other directions? Uh, yeah, I've been an artist from my first waking breath. I've always, like I, my mom, when I was little, she called me the closet artist because I literally would take my crayons and draw on the inside, the cabinet doors to our toy chests and behind my bed and in the closets. Like I just, anywhere that there was a space that I could take over with art, you know, and 
chalk on the sidewalks and eventually she started buying me sketch pads that I could draw in so that I wasn't ruining all the walls and the furniture. And I was always supported in creative ways. I did weekend workshops on Saturday mornings where I did ceramics and theater and all different kinds of art. And I just, I was given that paintbrush to explore with. So I, it was never about what I wanted to do art versus something else. It was always what aspect of art, because there are so many different places you can go with art. And I've gone to a lot of them. (laughs) Definitely, there are. That's really cool to hear. When you were talking about drawing in the closet or inside cupboards, it made me wonder if there was any... I'm always looking at symbolism, right? And it's almost Mm -hmm. like I have to hide it. It sounds like that's not really the case for you. No, it it was more like creating magic, like Mm. having these little secrets that I could share with people that made it really special. Like it wasn't just there for everyone in the world to see. It was just there for the people I chose to share it with. And sometimes it was like the fairies when I was little, you know, it was like my, my little relationships with sort of the mystical and the ethereal and things that you can't quite touch or see, but you know that they're there. Yeah. It was that. And art will help you get closer to that as well. Yeah. And the ways that my art nourishes me are connection to nature, looking at art and, and looking, I mean, looking at nature and drawing a tree or the plants that are in the garden or just drawing from life in general. But it's also become more about drawing the shadows and the unseen, that that ethereal, the mist and the mystery and things that we don't necessarily, that we can't always put words to, but I can show you a picture. Yeah, you can. Shara does. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk more about that in a bit. So stay tuned, my friend. It's so amazing how, especially as children, I think most most of us are more in tune with those ethereal realms. Absolutely. And then because of conditioning, because of fear, because of whatever it is, we close it down. I know I used to be so afraid. I actually talked about this with Lolly in a past episode. I would be in my bed and I would have literally every inch of me covered except for a little hole where I could breathe through because I don't like to cover my mouth, which is hilarious right now. I'm an adult now. I can do it and I'm okay and I'm not freaking out. But I literally would have every inch of myself covered and I don't know what I was afraid of. But I do know, especially now that I'm a very sensitive being. So like whatever it was, maybe it was my guardian angel and I was just freaked out because we're not taught that there are benevolent, maybe not so benevolent things out there, forces out there and energies out there. It doesn't get talked about. I remember when I was, I was maybe five years old, I was staring into a mirror and I left my body and I had no idea what happened. And I like went right back in, but it wasn't even like I had words to express that, to ask somebody, let alone the people in my world in my childhood wouldn't have known what to tell me about it. They probably would have brought me to a shrink 
said, oh, I think there's something wrong with her. But we do have these places where we're sort of indoctrinated into the real world and academic world and children as they grow up often lose their connection to that magical mystical space. And I think that happened to me. And then I spent a lot of my adult life trying to find that connection again, trying to like reconnect and remember the things that I already knew when I was born. And it seems like artists, whatever type of art, whether it's visual or more performance art or whatever it is, they do tend to at least seem to have a more real connection with that or a more realized connection with that other realm. Even though I know you said that you seemed to have lost it, I'd love to dig into that a little bit more. I also think that's why musicians are so attractive to people and artists are so attractive to people because they're more in touch, at least outwardly, and they show that in-touchness with that spiritual side. And also people like meditation and yoga teachers tend to be attractive to people who are seeking. I call it living in the light. Mm, Yeah. You know, and it's not about everything's all good and happy and rosy, but it's, uh, I have a a friend who's uh, an Indian mystic and he always says that we are bodies of light. We are, we are born as bodies of light. And a lot of times we get stuck in our head in the stories we tell ourselves. And this is, it kind of brings me to our friend Melanie and our biofield flow practice that if we're in flow, the light is moving through us and we're in that dance. It's that I keep coming back to the dance because for me, that's a perfect metaphor for so many things. Are you learning a choreographed dance that somebody else is teaching you and staying in line and doing the right moves? And you can still be in rhythm and flow in something choreographed, but are you being your authentic self and just dancing the way a five-year-old girl will dance around the living room when no one's watching? Or when we're all watching. (laughs) Five-year-olds. Or when we're all watching. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Um, And, you know, I'm, I've been searching for my most authentic self and, and the key to that flow for me has been though I can appreciate so many other artists. I've stopped trying to be like somebody else. I've stopped comparing myself to, you know, this one or that one. And I have a lot of amazing artist friends who are super, super talented. And I don't stop and say, oh, this one's better than I am at this or that. It's like we all have a different part to play. We all hold different pieces of the web. And if we didn't, it would be a very small web and it would just be in one spot, you know. But instead, it's this worldwide global web and it sparkles and shimmers. And and I feel my connection to so much, even within the pandemic when we've been stuck at home i've found ways through the internet to stay connected and i have more friends now <laughs> like that i didn't know before the pandemic started that i'm really close with because of the magic of the internet the worldwide what did you say web, web. 
<laughs> yes, I love it. And that truly is the highest purpose of the internet. That is the highest, there's no other way to say it. It's the highest purpose of this technology to connect us. For the best, for the best good is yeah. using it to stay connected and not getting stuck in the, the little nooks and crannies that can be dark and dangerous and icky. Yeah, because there's that too. Of course. It's all here because we're on Earth and that's what Earth is for. It's all here. And then we get to choose which path or which direction on that web we're going to go. Right. And it's all valid. Super thrilled about this, my friends. You have heard me mention my teacher, Melanie Weller, a number of times. You've heard from her twice when she's been a guest on my podcast, if you've been around long enough. I am delighted to let you in on something she's been brewing for a long time. It's a membership, but it's so much more than a membership. And also she's sponsoring the podcast. So it's a win, 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 win. Melanie's life work has been teaching herself and others how the vagus nerve is the bridge between science and art, earth and the cosmos, medicine and metaphysics. I'd even go as far as saying the 3D and the 5D realities. You can learn from her and become a bridge for humanity as you open up to your genius and join this revolutionary way of being. Melanie Weller will show you how. Your special link is theboundlesssoul.com slash Melanie Weller. You can read all about it when you go there. And all the different options to join are near the bottom of the page. If you have any questions, do reach out. This is an epic, epic community she's creating. It is an empire of so much wisdom. Theboundlesssoul.com. Yes, there are three S's in a row, but that's the name of my podcast. Slash Melanie Weller. One more time. <laughs> Theboundlesssoul.com slash Melanie Weller. And that will be in the show notes. So you can spell it or you can just click it. Awesome. We'll see you there. Oh, and by the way, I did not read any copy. I spoke from my heart because that is just how awesome Melanie is. So that ad was not given to me. That is truly how I feel. And you will know that once you join. <laughs> Yay. We were talking about the World Wide Web and all of the wonders of it. Yeah, all of the wonders of it. So important. Last night, I was talking to a friend who's in Portland and said there's a lot of astral energy there and it can get very hard to stay. It's easy to get sucked into it. And that can be really hard. It's almost like you're you're on a trip that you can't get out of. And drugs also actually enhance that whole getting sucked into the astral realms and having a hard time getting out. But if you can channel it like you do through art, speaking of your art, before I even move on, you talked about how you know so many brilliant artists that just are amazing and you aren't comparing yourself. And I'm really glad you're not comparing yourself. And I guarantee that what you're thinking about the other artists in your circles that you know are thinking the same thing about you because if you've seen your art, (laughs) it is absolutely cosmic and incredible. Thank you so much. And I feel the dance of energies. I feel that you are dancing with the energies in your art and, and it is a flow. There's that word again. And you did, I want to talk about what you did for me, mm-hmm. which was 
a healing flow art. And I'll be pretty vulnerable here because I don't really believe in secrets. <laughs> I don't know why we would keep them. Unless, of course, it's a fun fairy time thing where we just want to have fun with it. But I am going through a period of major transition and the relationship that I've been in my marriage is ending. And I have been out of my home. That's why you're not hearing roosters on the podcast for over a month. And we decided just, you know, yesterday. Okay, I decided yesterday that it's time to let each other go. And this has been a really, really hard time. You're talking about light. You're talking about shadow. You're talking about everything that it is to be human. It is all there. And if you allow it to flow through, I sat there and I felt what I was feeling because pushing it aside or trying to deny it is not going to make it go away. You can't actually ignore it. It just sits there in your body and then it causes a block to the light flowing through, which we talked about earlier, right? Right. And I'd rather have light flowing through even if in this now moment, it's a little bit painful or a lot painful. This has been a very painful experience for me, even though I know it is for my highest. I'm letting go of the things that aren't serving me. Now, my point with all of this is that having my healing flow art by Shara with me to see, it reminded me of who I am inside. It reminded me, and it does. It still does, mm-hmm. <laughs> it reminds me and helps me tune into the heart that I am, the light that I am, the seeds of beauty that I am, and even the outward beauty that I am. It's amazing. And I want to take this moment right now here on my podcast to thank you, Shara, for this because it has helped ease the light through. It's so good to hear. That's the whole point of doing the flow art is exactly what you just said. It heartens me that it actually is is serving that purpose. So I'm sure you've talked about doing the Biofield Flow course of healing art with Melanie Weller. I know you interviewed her and, and Karina and a few others who, who were in that course with us. That was an amazing thing for me because I'm not a physical therapist or a yoga instructor, but my choice of expressing my art for the last 25 years or so has been doing body art, doing face paint and body paint and henna. And it definitely evolved for me there that I was doing healing work, that I was intuiting things and being this sort of spiritual channel and helping people work through their things by moving the brush and paint and expressing something on a face or a chest or arms or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And when the pandemic started, I suddenly was like, oh, I'm not going to be doing that right now. And it's been a whole year, but Melanie appeared as one of, I have like these three art disciples, you know, who appeared in my world, who have been my, my teachers this year in such incredible ways. And what I learned during that course 
was a whole structure and vocabulary for what I had been doing innately, but being able to articulate what it is and that I'm doing. And I also, you watched it happen in that class when we started bringing in clients and we started working with them that I just automatically started doing these artworks and I didn't always know what I was doing in the moment, but as soon as it was done, I could see exactly what I was doing. And I was moving that energy through my paintbrush and then, you know, being able to do it, do that for people and help them to work through. But rather than the paint, which is, you know, it, it goes away, it washes away, it goes within, but you, you don't see it there the next day after you shower. And here's a piece of living art that you can have forever. And that as you evolve and change and flow, it will grow with you. And I don't think I said this to you before, but you know that you, you can actually trace those lines with your finger, like you're walking a labyrinth and meditate on it. And I bet you'll get more. I bet so. That's awesome. I love doing these. And since we were talking about my my three disciples, as I called them jokingly, my three teachers, Melanie was one of them. Another one was uh, Justine Cerebrin, who was doing a course on creating your own Oracle deck. And it was really mostly about tapping into your intuitive self and expressing that through your art, which I was already doing, but it it, it definitely amped it up. And I did create a honeycomb oracle deck, which I've also been doing readings for people and still in the process of producing it as a deck that people can actually purchase and do their own readings. I've been doing sort of layering with the healing flow art and the oracle readings and doing these package healing works. And my third major influence was Amanda Sage, who is an incredible visionary artist who has been big in the sort of live art world and just the visionary art world. And she's an incredible teacher. And at the start of the pandemic, she started a project that she had been sort of working on for a while, came to the internet, speaking of the magic of the internet. And she started what is known as the nonstop visionary art, global art jam. And it is a Zoom space that is a 24-7, like art studio, creative think tank atelier space where visionary artists from around the globe get together in our own studios and paint together with music. We have conversations about our art and about all kinds of different concepts the conversation lately, we've been talking a lot about blockchain and NFTs and the virtual world of art. Sometimes we listen to podcasts. Sometimes there'll be a workshop or some kind of offering. And I have learned so much there as well. And we're about to have our one-year anniversary of this place has been going nonstop for a whole year. By the time people see this podcast, it will already be past that. 
and we're, we're doing all kinds of celebrations and, and events there. But that has brought out my, my painter self in a much larger way. And I've been really prolific this year, just painting all the time and selling my paintings. And I even have a line of wearable art of clothing for my paintings that people can check out my website or my Etsy shop. And um, I think that Laura will have that linked here in the podcast. I will, Shara, but would you like to share the URL as well? Because not everybody clicks on show the notes. <laughs> it's sharaosgoodart.com. And that will bring you to the website or the Etsy shop or, you know, any of the any of the places. Perfect. And it will be, yes, in the show notes and over on the blog as well, which right. I finally figured out how to populate my podcast right onto a blog. So that's at theboundlesssoul.com, everybody. Yes. Woo, I'm so happy about that. And the artwork in clothes is just fascinating. It's gorgeous. They're beautiful clothes and the d designs are so cosmic. So if you want to get that high vibe every day, put on something that Shara made. Is it Aww. Shara or Shara? I want, I want to say your name. Correctly. It goes either way. You know, I have never been attached to that's just personal pronunciation. As long as you don't call me Sharon or Sarah, you know, which is not my name. But you got it. My parents say Shara. So technically, since they made the name up, but Shara is fine. Lots of my friends call me Shara. It's all good. It's all beautiful. I love the visionary train that you mentioned. And it's just another testament to you will find your tribe. I know that right away, especially if you're first starting out on your journey, it can be really lonely and you just don't even know where to look, where to turn, especially now when you can't gather. But even when you can, it's still really hard because it's almost like we're working from our consciousness from before the shift or the revelation or whatever happened for us. And now we are in a different place, but we're not exactly sure how to be in that place and how to find where to go. But when you stay true to your heart and your soul, it leads you to where to go. It might actually just be that you need a little bit of time alone to let the new energies integrate, but you will find your tribe, I promise. I, I really feel like a lot of, what the pandemic was about in a spiritual way was slowing down and really paying attention. Like so many of us are caught in the cycle of everything we're doing and we don't stop long enough to take a breath or really assess and do that sort of self-awareness piece, like thinking about what you want and how you want to get it. And I found for me, it was such an incredible gift, even though it's horrible. And I really, you know, I, my heart is raw from all of the loss and grief that exists right now. And I'm really done with just staying home. I really want to go out, you know, but like I said earlier, we were shut down. Everything just stopped. And when I would have been running off to do a bunch of shows and traveling for the summer, I was home and there was nowhere else to be and nothing else to do. 
And I found my art practice in such a profound way that everything you said is so true that I, I really found that when I slowed down and started meditating every morning and committing to my yoga practice every day, even if it's just 15 minutes, like every day and getting out and walking in nature, even though I can't be out around a lot of people, like the trees aren't, you know, they're not going anywhere. I had a totally different relationship with the land that I live on and with myself, my inner territory, you know, in ways that, that I haven't before. And I feel like as I did that, as I opened up and committed to my own practice, the doors have just opened up in front of me in ways I couldn't have even imagined. Like so many incredible things have happened. And I feel like it's just the beginning. And, you know, as Melanie always says, global domination, <laughs> like we're going to, you know, we're going to be the superstars. And it's not about ego. It's about being your most authentic self and sharing that with the rest of the world so that other people know that they're not alone in their experience and that there's a path through the dark places and that there's somebody waiting there to take their hand and help them out. Yes. You know, I feel like there's so much polarity in the world right now. And the people that I've been surrounding myself with, our conversation has been about how do we amplify the magic and the positive and the healing? How do we create a sustainable environment for creativity and passion and for everyone to be able to find their highest expression of self in positive ways? Beautiful. I, I feel like we've said it. <laughs> so Shara is at Shara Osgood Art, right? Yes. Dot com. Dot com. And your Instagram handle? It's also Shara Osgood Art. Perfect. Any other ones you want to leave or? On Facebook, I'm just Shara Osgood. Is there anything else that wants to come through to be said right now? I just want everybody to be able to envision that bright, bold, beautiful light. And know that you are a part of that light. And that even if you feel like you are in the darkest place in the world, that there is that one spark of light that is there and it's a part of you. And I want you to nurture that light and love that light and let it grow and blossom and bloom. Thank you so much. So much. This has been so much fun. I know I never want these to end. I know. <laughs> thank you for listening. And thank you so much for being a part of this great awakening on earth. What a wild time to be here. I want you to know I'm here for you. If you're looking for one-on-one -on -one support or just need quick clarity, head to beingboundless.com to see how I can help make your transformation smoother. If you found this episode to be helpful, please share it with your friends. On a similar note, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts so others like you can find it and benefit too. I cannot wait to read yours on a future episode. Until next time, thank you so much, Boundless Soul, for being boundless with me. Your friend, Elsie.